Hey guys, it's Dave Chang here, host of The Dave Chang Show. You might hear me on with Chris Yang, Noel Cornelio, and a host of other guests. We've been on air for quite some time now, and it's changed over the years. But one of the things we always try to talk about is what's delicious, how to be a better eater. And you might hear me rambling incoherently, contradicting myself every five minutes. We talk about some sports and culture and all kinds of other things, too. I think we're the, the most expert opinions you'll ever hear about anything. Check us out if you haven't before on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying, and I love breakfast sausage. I can't tell you what precisely distinguishes a sausage as specifically for breakfast, or more importantly, what disqualifies any other sausage from morning consumption. Mexican chorizo, for instance, is probably one of the finest things a human can put in their mouth upon waking up. But even more inexplicable than sausage nomenclature is why, in God's name, sausage rolls have not caught on bigger in America. Now, this is based on no data whatsoever, but I would wager that the U.S. is the only former British colony where some form of sausage roll has not remained as a long-term peacekeeping force. And I'm kind of pissed about it, because sausage rolls are amazing. A thick log of spiced minced pork enveloped in a crisp pastry sleeve that's been saturated with fat and juices and yet still miraculously holds its shape. Sausage rolls are generally of a portable size, but I've never made it past the threshold of a bakery with one still intact. And so I was very pleased to receive a recipe submission from an expat Brit integrating breakfast sausage into a sausage roll, even if the submitter did throw some shade at American cuisine in his letter. This week, Michael Freestone, an immigration lawyer living in the D.C. area, provides us with his recipe for a sausage plat, essentially a family-sized braided sausage roll, which he claims to make every year for his parents' holiday party. 
Michael originally studied the sausage rolling arts in home economics class in the north of England. Unfortunately, he says it's the only recipe he can recall from his days as a young Hufflepuff just trying to pad out his GPA with some extracurriculars so he could stay on the Quidditch team. I spoke to Michael via Flu Network to hear firsthand why he thinks this is the best use of breakfast sausage and what our recipe club wedgies should expect when they go to plat their own. After we hear from Michael, stick around to hear from Dave Chang, John DeBerry, and myself as we describe our own sausage platting exploits. Don't forget to send in your own recipes to thefixer at majordomomedia.com for a chance to be featured like Michael Freestone in future episodes of Recipe Club. Sign up for the YouTube channel at Major Domo Media so you can see the lovingly rendered video version of this episode. And finally, jump on our Discord channel to cook this recipe yourself and share your thoughts with the community about how it went. Michael Freestone, you are you are the first listener submitted recipe that we've ever done. It's such an honor. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I mean, so tell me, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're, you, you wrote in, you gave us some biographical details. Sure. You're from, you were originally from the north of England, whereabouts? That's right. I'm from uh, the north of England, Yorkshire, um, outside of Hull, which is a, a city when I was living in the UK that was famous for the place most likely to have your car radio stolen. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so let me ask you this. So you grew up outside of Hull. Mm-hmm. in the north of england and then you submitted your recipe to us and i gotta say there was there was a little not too subtle maybe just some dry british shade being thrown at american recipes here right off the bat where you say yeah. i grew up in the uk so there are a lot of american recipes i don't really get i assume everyone will send sausage and biscuit recipes chili or a dip related item just this may be a people in glass houses situation, Michael. You're you're throwing some shade at the American food. The reason why I put in the um, little bit of shade about American sausage recipes is, you know, you guys just don't embrace the sausage as they do in the UK, mm-hmm. and I think wrapping it in pastry is one of the the crown jewels of the uh, the English uh, meat in pastry uh, cuisine, if you will, and. Um, I mean, I think sausage plats, sausage rolls are like so quintessentially British nowadays. If you've ever heard of Greg's, Greg's is like the biggest vendor of sausage rolls in the UK. They sell like 2 million a day. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, 20,000 employees. It's, it's like, it's like a part of national pride. A few years ago, the Tory government, they tried to change the way VAT tax is applied to pastries. So they said, you know, pastries are going to be, we're going to apply it like for booze. So that's a 20% tax on pastries. On your sausage rolls? On yeah. your sausage rolls. Right. And it caused like an official question in parliament. Right. You know, this is how governments tumble. <laughs> <laughs> this, is how, this is how the UK government finally tumbles. Just finally, they pushed yeah. it too far. Got it. Yeah, it was like the, the Chancellor of the Exchequer was asked in parliament when the last time he had a sausage roll was, and he said he didn't know. And they're like, oh, he's out of touch with the people. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, if you haven't had a sausage roll, you're not in touch with the people. Let's talk about the original recipe, because you just said you learned this in school. Where did right. this Where did this come from originally? Oh, so um, school in the UK, you have to take home economics when I was studying for my GCSEs. And home economics includes cooking. So I have 
the worst ever curry recipe that I'm never going to cook again. The wor- <laughs> uh-huh. So bad. The worst chili recipe, never going to cook it again. Uh, but the sausage plat really did um, pr- survive. And I think it's uh, because it's very straightforward, you know. Give me some tips, pointers, pitfalls to avoid in my in my first sausage plat excursion. Uh, okay, so, you know, you, you have to tell yourself that you are the master of the plat. You control the plat, not the plat doesn't control you because you're going to end up, and this happens every time I make it, I just end up with a bowl full of just sausage, <laughs> sausage mixture, and then a increasingly more pliable thing of puff pastry. Mm-hmm. And to get the two things combined, you really have to sort of go for it. And that's, and it's, it is a bit tricky. I think it's hard to explain how to plat, you know, to cut a piece of puff pastry lay a sausage of, you know, a, a sausage meat in the middle and then slowly wrap those pieces over it. It's kind of hard to explain that. Um, yeah. but that's the, that's the real one. Cause once you get in and into it, it's, um, I think I find it quite relaxing to put it all together. And it's then relaxing. it's really easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just don't think about the sausage, the pork you, everywhere. You and I relax in very different ways, man. I think, um, well, I'm excited for you to see the, hear the episode, to see the video. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Happy to talk about sausage anytime. (laughs) All right. I'll call you tomorrow. We'll talk about sausage again. Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Michael. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Welcome to Recipe Club. This is the new season. Our first, first episode there are some rule changes that I am not quite aware of myself. We're joined with John DeBerry, the reigning champion, uh, statistically speaking, uh, <laughs> if you believe in, in a world where, where numbers matter. Facts matter. Richard Kong is, um, you know, the, the default champion, the inter- intercontinental mm-hmm. champion. Um, <laughs> and with Chris Yang. Um, and Chris, can you just give everyone a, a, a lay of the land about what's happening this season and how we're going to go about doing this? And I'll shut yes, up. Yes, indeed. So, as always, Recipe Club is here to debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We've changed things around a little bit, as you might have heard in our draft episode, in our little preview episode, mostly to alleviate some of the cooking stress on uh, some of our wedgies here, but also because we wanted to do a little bit less random plucking of recipes from the internet. So this season, we're doing one recipe per episode. It's submitted by our listeners who are fully aware and on board and and ready to have their recipes cooked by by John and and Dave and myself and, and the rest of the wedgies. Have us take it apart, tell them how we really feel about it, and improve it if we can. So this is that's the lay of land for this season. We're still just going to be we're all cooking the same thing. We're all going to get together and talk about it. And for this first episode, John, during the draft episode, picked breakfast sausage. I think this was your only meat meat related. Yeah, I think this was uh, the last pick. one. Uh, I think it was like <laughs> the only one left. This was your last. <laughs> this was like the last pick on the playground was breakfast sausage. And we chose to lead off with it because we got a lot of good submissions. And if you Google breakfast sausage recipe. You turn up 360 million results. Um, And from our fans, from our listeners, we got a good number of submissions. People sent in uh, recipes involving Velveeta cheese and party rye, which I didn't know what party rye was. We had a breakfast sausage scrapple. 
wonton wrappers were in play. There was a hash brown casserole. There was something with cream cheese. But ultimately, we chose a breakfast sausage recipe that involves braiding dough, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, why don't we start just with a little talk about breakfast sausage in general? I mean, John, you chose it last. Is that because you don't like breakfast sausage? I'm trying to remember like where I was at like psychologically and emotionally when I pick this, like I like to inflict like weird damage on myself. So I like, I'm pretty <laughs> squeamish with like meat and stuff. And like, I'm not a huge meat eater. So I was kind of like, Hmm, maybe I can like redeem breakfast sausage for myself with a recipe or someone can like, I actually don't even know like what defines, like what makes it breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the seasonings? Like, is it the type of meat? Like, what is, is it just the fact that you're eating it in the morning? Like, what is the kind of philosophical definition of breakfast sausage? Um, I actually have my sausage plate next to me. Is it, oh. is it plate or is it a pleat? I think it's plat. Or is it plat? Like, or play, plate. like yo play? Like yo play. No, I think um, it's Well, like you know what? Plat. This is a pronunciation B. We're doing it right now. I think oh, it's, damn. I think it's uh, pronounced pleat. And John, what did you say? You said I, I, I always go, I, I feel like it's a French word, so I would say play. I said plat, like splat. I'm saying it's pleat because I think this is from like uh, old English. Oh, and you're thinking like this is the old English spelling of the word that we know as pleat. Yes. Ah, interesting. Yes. Hmm. What is pleat? Is my response. <laughs> <laughs> what is pleat? <laughs> Ding. All right, next. Uh, where are you, Chang, on breakfast sausage? I think I've only cooked it when you're on like a ski trip in the morning <laughs> and you're at a rental and you're just like, oh shit, I, you know, we need something. And that's, that's pretty much the only time I think I've ever cooked it. So under three times in my life, probably. That being said, growing up, I remember buying Jimmy Dean's breakfast sausage, things that you could microwave in plastic, which is a big no-no. Oh, yeah. But... um. <laughs> That would be the extent of it. My mom would, I don't think my mom growing up ever bought Jimmy Dean's. Why would you when you have shelf stable spam? Oh, interesting. You know, spam to me, like rock, if this is rock, paper, scissors, breakfast sausage is neither of them. It doesn't even exist on the periodic table of rock, paper, scissors. Well, when I hold up my fingers for scissors, it just looks like two fat breakfast sausages. So I feel like well, no, bro- breakfast sausage links, but th- we're talking about the tube, like oh, the tubes, the, yes, the polenta-like tube. You know, right? It's also disconcerting to know that you can buy dog food packaged the same way. <laughs> the tube, the tube shape does contain multitudes, right? Polenta, dog food, sausage, uh, cookie dough, anything that comes so in that like, weird. This is like tube. about maximum packaging. Like, so just imagine a plant where they're taking whole pigs, grinding up the whole pigs, <laughs> adding sausage <laughs> spice, like wheeling whole live <laughs> pigs whole into a pigs machine, being ground up. Throwing you know, some sage leaves in sage after Sage leaves. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's like, uh, you know, and then it goes through the, the sausage. <laughs> nobody like a likes machine. Making, yeah. Nobody likes sausage making machines. I hate making sausage for the same reason. It just, it, it just feels weird. I don't like it. But now imagine this sausage making machine with all the pig parts going through with the sage spices. 
the reason why I imagine uh, the the sausage makers love this, it's like the there's no casing. The casing is the plastic thing, which is probably mm. like you know a million metric tons of this plastic on another like <laughs> coat hanger thing, and it shoots it in, and then like they tie it. Like it's just like like they're crimping agnolo like team. metal crimp. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> all it is. It's like some genius has like, you know what? Fuck making casing. Let's just, and then like packaging it. Let's just make the packaging the casing. And we're going to save like 10 cents for every pound. And that's what happened. And I think it's disgusting. Wait, legitimate, legitimate show idea, Dave. I think we should resurrect how it's made. The, how it's made. But, but, oh, yeah. but not researched. I think it should just be you speculating about how well, things I are think made. that would be good. It's a little bit like the pronunciation beat, right? Let's, right. let's, let's. Let's like uh, describe what guess. we think it is, and then we'll go to the actual footage of how it's made. Yeah, I you mean, guess, and who has the most valid sounding right. explanation wins. I mean, I, I feel well, I nailed it when I said "doodlet." Uh, I thought that was very, very uh, like on point. I mean, honestly, with the exception of just wheeling whole pigs and throwing sage leaves in after them into well, a machine, clearly you're that's probably what they're doing. They're close. throwing giant like carcasses of pigs holding what's left over after they do like the good cuts well you know or you could imagine just giant pigs like a monty python fucking skit just being like (laughs) right in there just being thrown into a tumbler well i mean okay so i agree that the 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 log the sausage log that we are talking about today that is is clearly why john barry is like maybe i'm gonna go vegan again yeah, it's so gnarly. It's really gnarly. And it's like very pasty in there. It's 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 an intense thing. And I have I've spent a lot of time avoiding that. Breakfast sausage in general, and I did like poke around a little bit. I think what defines breakfast sausage in America, the Jimmy Dean thing, is like a pretty coarsely ground sausage. Black pepper, sage are predominant flavorings. It's heavily seasoned. Oftentimes you've got maple syrup or brown sugar or other sweeteners thrown in. Like that's a pretty defining thing of breakfast you know sausage. Why they're throwing these things in? To mask, yeah, to mask, <laughs> to the, mask flavor. the flavor. <laughs> you know why sage is in breakfast sausage and in nothing else in the world, <laughs> with the exception <laughs> of like Tippy Dippy's burning it to to rid spirits. Not the, the same spirit riddening power also hides the whole pig flavor that is not delicious. <laughs> the natural pig flavor. <laughs> yeah, I mean pig. whether it's, it's whether it's like the off bits of the pig. Generally, they're not using the the nicest pigs. These aren't like these aren't your straight A student pigs going into the uh, into the hopper in the breakfast sausage. But I, I mean, this all that being said, am I the only one here who actually really I love breakfast sausage? No, <laughs> like, I don't like I breakfast it, sausage. Man. I I like sausages, but I don't have sausage links. You yeah. know those things that are like more like miniature mini hot dogs. Yeah, I can get down Damn. with that. You know, but like the this tubular thing. If I had to cook it in the morning, just no. And you're no. like extruding it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Squeeze it. If this was something else like lunch or dinner, I, I, but not first thing in the morning. I, I, I you know, I, I would it's rather eat a, 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 a full like English bean tomato sausage breakfast. You know what I mean? Which okay. is also the worst breakfast in the world. <laughs> it's not good. The full English breakfast is something to full like English survive. breakfast is a... It's like your whole day is just, shot. Yeah. It, it was meant for people to work in coal mines. It's not meant to be eaten still today. Right. And I don't think coal miners would choose to eat it if they didn't need that fuel. It's not It's not like... I mean, let's just... Can we just talk about this? I mean, how the fuck did that become like 
a, a breakfast plate. It literally I think it's like, because I got, if you're working in a coal mine, it might be your last day on earth. So it's like, you might as well get it all in. Is it just the time of the day? Like you're saying though, Dave, because you know, what, what is the ideal form? If you're buying ground meat, I think like just even ground pork in that tube would be yeah, ground, off-putting. All this ground beef, ground pork in this, in the, in the, in the juicy fruit packaging is gross. Yeah. Right. The you want it just from the butcher case in a just in a hand, no, paper. paper. Just put it right in the hand. <laughs> just put it in my shirt. Put it right in the Put it right there. Just do it put right back. there. <laughs> I mean, listen. If we want to be environmentally conscious, don't even bother with paper. Yeah, remove just right the packaging. In the hand. Right just in the put hand. it right in my hand. Oh, I don't. I, actually, I don't need you to wrap that up. Can you just put that in my hand. <laughs> I'm good. No bag. All right. I mean, I, I, I'm with you on that. I love the the little links, though. Like, I will go to the fucking breakfast buffet and fill an entire box or plate with the little links. But we're talking about the log. And uh, the recipe today comes from a British listener, or British by birth, but his name is Michael Freestone. He's originally from Yorkshire, England. This day, these days, he practices immigration law in Washington, D.C., but he came up with this recipe or he learned this recipe during home ec uh, classes as, a, I think, a middle schooler. And he said it was the one recipe that stuck with him. And so <laughs> what Michael Freestone wrote in with his submission is, uh, I grew up in the U.K., so there are a lot of, quote, American recipes I don't really get. I assume everyone will send sausage and biscuit recipes, chili, or a dip-related item. This is one of the first recipes I learned in school in the north of England. I make it every year for my... I can't get over that tea. I make it every year for my parents' holiday party. I think it is greater than the sum of its parts. But yeah, only having it once a year is good for general health. And so what he submitted is a sausage plat plate pleat where you're essentially taking a... Uh, a log of sausage meat, or he called for three packets, which I will get into. You're mixing it with grated onion, minced garlic, tomato puree, chili flakes, a little thyme, sage is optional, a squeeze of lemon. And then you are laying that out in yet another log shape in the center of a rolled out sheet of puff pastry, which then you are slicing on the diagonal and then taking strips and plating or pleating or braiding over the top. So what you end up with is this long baked sausage roll glazed in egg or, or washed in egg and then and browned in the oven. So that's the recipe he submitted. Let me ask you a follow-up to the general take on, on sausage. What about the uh, sausage roll? Are you guys fans of the sausage roll? I'm very familiar with the sausage roll, having lived in Australia. It's it's like it's, a, it's, it's like, like a, a sauce. Gourm, it's like a gourmet Auntie Anne's hot dog pretzel, but done <laughs> with puff pastry, and and instead of a, a a very finely ground hot dog farce, a very coarse, crumbly, delicious sausage type of thing. It's it's a, it's a one. It's a it's it's just amazing. It's very very good, and one will not satisfy you. Yeah, that too. <laughs> this is true. The fat kind of like the juices kind of saturate the bottom of the puff pastry. It gets like extra brown on the bottom. I just I had this thing and I was like, it was like it was seriously like going to another country and discovering that like a different food group that we just don't have access to. I was so amazed by this thing. I, mean, I love sausage Aussies rolls. and Aussies and all, the the Brits. They really figured out the flaky pie shit. They they the flaky just, pie shit. Yeah, they you know. 
They, they figured it out. They figured out how to do this better than any other country. I'm just waiting for the Japanese to take over that throne. And, <laughs> to and, improve yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the board. Well, I was going to ask you, because you were, you were starting to give a lot of credit to the, the British food and, and Commonwealth food traditions for sort of mastering these, these puffy, crunchy, crispy, flaky, pastry stuff things. But I wanted to draw both of your attention to the fact that Michael Freestone's submission he does throw a little shade at American food right off the bat. He's his so necessary. That, what, what is that, right? He's hey, like, hey, Michael Freestone, what country do you live in, motherfucker? Come on. <laughs> I know. And you practice immigration law. I feel like you should know you can be deported for that kind of thing, man. Are you one of those Brits that uh, oh, like lay on the British accent more uh, <laughs> at certain times? I think so. Oh. Like Julian Anderson? Code switching? Yes. yes. But also it's like... Are you allowed to be from the north of England and then come and throw shade at other people's cuisines? That seems insane. That doesn't seem like a strong leg to stand on. I think we lost. I think we just lost Michael Freestone. Uh, <laughs> Michael Freestone's really regretting sending his recipe. Michael Freestone, it's okay if you unfollow us. <laughs> Uh, so no, we all, we all cooked Michael Freestone's recipe, a sausage plat plate plate. I'm just gonna say plat guys. And he was, you know, this this comes from this sausage roll tradition. John, it sounds like you had not had this. Did you have any idea? The other the other amazing thing I, I, I found about this recipe and I, what I'm loving about this season is no pictures. No idea what this was supposed to look like. We just cooked The no from... pictures thing really did it for me. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is like we were contestants on a Great British Bake Off. It was totally a Great British Bake Off. It was it was site cooking. We just got a recipe. Uh but like, where did where did you start with this, John? Because if you if you didn't have a sausage roll um, background, you know, background, <laughs> if you didn't have a background in sausage rolls, what were you picturing? Did you what were you picturing right off the bat with this thing? I was really puzzled, and so I googled. I think I just googled like plate, like P L A I T, to see what it was, and I just kind of like glanced. I didn't want to like give myself too much. I wanted to sort of like see what happened. But like, I got the sense that it was sort of like, is it like a is beef Wellington? Is that is, am I thinking of that? Is beef Wellington? Does that have the it's puff pastry over it too? Somebody else on the MDM staff was around when I was making mine, and they thought beef Wellington too. Yeah, yeah. I was getting a beef Wellington vibe, and like, like a meat pie. the The recipe like is not. It assumes that you know what it is, you know. So I like it just the whole thing with the cutting of the of the puff pastry. I guess I did it right. I don't know. I actually, I already know I like screwed up the recipe in a really huge way. Um, <laughs> I think I actually improved it because anyway, but I'm like looking at it now on the computer as opposed to me printed out. And I'm like, oh, it's TBS, not LBS. <laughs> so oh there's two pounds of something that should be two, two tablespoons. There's two, you put two, two pounds of something that should be two tablespoons. Oh my God. Wait, wait, what, what did you put pounds in? <laughs> well, what is a TBS? There's a t- tablespoon, a tablespoon. Right? Yeah. So there's a TBS, and then there's, there's the of tomato puree that I read as two LBS. There's also <laughs> BTS. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, you put. Wait. So okay, I, I want to get into the. the yeah. Well, so you I'll made a soup. <laughs> it, I mean, well, also, I, well, what's three packets? Three packets of could mean a lot. So it was so much meat. You made that is also the tomato puree like balanced for what out. you made. I, I would also be scared, and I probably yeah, would also man. swear off meat if I made a. I was almost a sausage sausage soup. <laughs> if I you basically had, made a consomme. <laughs> yeah. 
if I, if I had three logs of sausage I mean, swimming around in, in two pounds of tomato, I'd be pretty bummed out too. That but the not packets were like this. Yeah, like, they're logs. They're big, fat so logs. So it was like four pounds of sausage. Oh my God. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I was around when Dave, when, when you started, when you made yours, and you seemed to grok it pretty quick right off the bat, like what you were thinking, well, like what this was thing was supposed to look like. You didn't Google a picture or anything like that. Like, did you know right off the bat what this was going to look like, what your plan of attack was going to be? I had no idea at all <laughs> about anything. I knew nothing. I made it. I didn't really follow the instructions. Not a surprise. I'll be honest. I didn't even know that I had to make this recipe. I didn't even know that I was like, I, I, I literally blocked recipe club out of my, my consciousness. Uh, no offense to all parties participating in recipe you mean club. all two seasons we did before. <laughs> you know, I keep on looking at it on my calendar. It's like recipe club. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's like, it's what I'm looking forward to this summer when I get my first colonoscopy colonoscopy. I, I don't want to do it, but it's happening. You know what I mean? Love you too, Dave. And, God, and, and it's not, again, not, not, no offense to the participants. I just don't want to make it. So I forgot about it. Even though it was a <laughs> reminder of my calendar, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll do it. And then we're filming some stuff. We're shooting some stuff with Chris. And Chris is like, look what you got to do. And I had to make it. And that's what happened. So that's, 
you got a, a real, real response from me because I didn't even know that I was making it, having to make it. I, I literally, I li- it, it was like, <laughs> I like, I stood him in front of the cutting board. I put all the ingredients in front of yeah. him. I opened a laptop with the recipe. I stood in front of him. He was like, what, what, what am I, what's going on? I felt like I was like strapping him into a space yeah. shuttle and launching him into space. He was like, I've never done this before. And I, was I didn't like, know You're what just was happening. making a fucking thing in front of you. What are yeah, you talking I didn't know about? what we were making it for. I swear to God, I didn't know what was happening. But you cannot deny that you read the recipe and you did not. You know, John wanted to see what a plat looked like real quick. You had some idea of what this was supposed to look like. What was no, supposed I to turn no out idea. with? I swear once to you God, read it, I'm saying once you, you, you read you, it, you saw me. I didn't even know. First of all, this is the truth. I had no idea what the fuck we were making. I had no idea that we were filming anything for Recipe Club. Okay, I did not have an opportunity to Google image anything, so yeah. I had no idea. I just made it. I followed the instructions. I had no idea what it was supposed to look like at all. Zero. I. I'll be honest, I didn't even know what a pleat was. I I had no idea what it was. I literally was like, once you saw the tomato thing, I was like, so this is like a Sugo thing? Okay, you know? <laughs> I didn't know. So, okay. So what had had either of you have have either of you done a lot with frozen puff pastry? Worked with frozen puff pastry. Let's talk about the not meat part of this. Nothing from John. John I left it out on the counter overnight. I didn't really realize you had to freeze it. Yeah, it worked, I think. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, it's bread. Like, I'm just, uh, yeah. So I, and then I had to put it back in the freezer in order to be able to work with it. Uh, What about you, Chang? Have you spent much time puffing pastry, laminating doughs? I choose not to. Do but do you? I mean, Listen, I know you, you know, choose couple not to of our restaurants seems- still they they do. We do make our our own laminated doughs. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. In cooking school, I skipped that week um, of laminated doughs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that know, I am a horrible baker. Horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible baker. I can't do shit with that kind of stuff. That's why I make flatbreads. Um, but no, I, I am familiar and I do use it sometimes when I want to make a chicken pot pie or, or something like that. Because puff pastry, honestly, is one of the top five culinary inventions. Maybe, honestly, I might even put it as number one culinary inventions in the history of the world. It's not like I want to say that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I really right. think puff pastry is, I, I, I don't even know, whoever invented it, is, it should be right up there with like, Einstein. <laughs> so I think that I think on the Chang show, you and I speculated this was invented in like the 50s or something, but I did a little more digging and it seems like the first, it's actually comes from Spain in the Puff 17th pastry? century. Wow. Yeah. Where it was laminated with olive oil somehow. And then like it was mentioned, it started being, you know, adopted more in France in like the 1650s or whatever. But I, I agree, man. I think that what's, what's crazy is like the kind of cooking that, you know, we talk about most of the time is not based on like, a precision of where and how you arrange the ingredients like puff pastry blows my mind every time because it's like the secret is not what you're putting into it or how long you're cooking it but literally in the construction and like it's the a way mathematical f- formula it's like making it's an formula. origami bird you know and the fact that it <laughs> and it, was, it is because it is like making an origami because it's like totally got to get temperatures right you got to get ratios right you got to get thickness and diameters right. And if you follow the instructions properly, you're going to make fucking magic. Yeah. I, I think that like, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's magic in, in that, like 
I just, it's just a different way of looking at food. The fact that like how you construct this, the order in which you fold it, where you physically place the butter in between layers of dough will yield something different. And, you know, for, for me who like all my cooking is at home and like completely imprecise, like the notion that like, oh, it matters what order you do this in and the, the order you fold things like that's, that's, that's amazing to me. So that doesn't mean I had ever really worked with it. And Chang, when you make chicken pot pie, are you laminating your own dough or are you using this frozen stuff? Do you ever use this frozen let me, stuff? Let me let me tell you one thing that will never happen in my home <laughs> kitchen. Dave Chang laminating dough. I will never. <laughs> I promise you, as a campaign promise, I will never, ever, ever laminate dough from scratch. <laughs> I will never, ever, 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 ever. Like, I don't know why would you. People can I mean, do it so I mean, laminate dough like it's like a scallion pancake. That would be like the extent, which is like the laziest way you can laminate dough. And for those that don't know what laminating dough is, you're effectively layering fat in between the layers of pastry or bread. And as it cooks and as that fat sort of lubricates the, the, the layers and it cooks, it releases steam and you have these beautiful puffed layers. And it doesn't always have to be a French pastry. There's other cuisines and cultures in the world that do laminated dough. So really that's it. It's, it's like making stacks of dough on top of a, another, right? You can even technically laminate a biscuit, right? So it's one of those buzzwords you see in food today, laminated something, lacto-fermented something, <laughs> single <laughs> origin something, laminated this. It's like, okay, guys, settle the fuck down. <laughs> you mean a croissant? Uh, just, <laughs> right. Although like, I will say like, it's just another, it's just another food that, Re it's or one of the things that like reward precision. Did you, have you ever been to Loon, Loon Croissant in in Australia, Dave? Was that the place that they they're like, you know, the the woman was like formerly like a Formula One aerodynamics engineer and how like makes croissants in like a temper well, temperature tell you control everything as to box. why. I mean, I could see John being more of uh, uh, adopting that this kind of uh, precision in his, in cooking because like he's just smarter than I am in general. I have no discipline, so I'll just give up. But, I'll just yeah, give up. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, the closest I would well, ever you. get to an F1 race team would be the cook on a F1 <laughs> race team. <laughs> okay, like, I, 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 nobody would hire me for the science or my mathematical capabilities, right? <laughs> that should tell you everything as to the kind of person that's good at these kinds of things. They need precision. They need to control the world at, you know, at their fingertips with, with precision. I, I can't do that. So that's why you, like, rage changing attire. <laughs> you like, got a pit crew. Just like you can do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> We've machined the nut on this. Just yeah. Chang out here to pull it off. He'll yank the whole tire off. No worries. What uh so the so the, the frozen stuff in other words is is it's good fine. enough. It's, it's just totally fine. good it's enough. Great. It's great. It's 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 literally like it's not on the level of making your own ketchup, but similar. It's like yeah. okay. Don't make your own ketchup, don't make your own house Coca-Cola. I know. <laughs> Again, the restaurants out there that make their own Coca-Cola, it's like I will never visit your restaurant. <laughs> John DeBerry, would you would you, are you a pro when bars make their own Coca-Cola? I actually tried to make my own crystal clear Pepsi. Uh, That's a different thing, buddy. That's a it was different thing. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was so disgusting. Just corn syrup in your soda stream. <laughs> no, it was. I was trying. Also, I did the individual. I found the old recipe for Pepsi, 
online and it was actually pretty simple. And I did like individual tinctures into like Everclear or whatever, but like the lime peel, like kind of tasted like farts. And I was trying to like do all this dropper shit and make it like balance into a cook. And it was like so much work. And I was like, this is like 40 times not as good as like bad <laughs> cola. Like, so I don't know who, why, like there's no, no one wins here. And I know not to deviate uh, topics one more time, John DeBerry, but as the resident expert uh, in beverages, what does it tell you about a bar or a beverage program where they choose Pepsi Cola intentionally, not because of like they could get Coca-Cola as well, but they choose to serve Pepsi. What does that tell you? That to me is like a pod person thing. I mean, the right. only time I order Pepsi is when someone's like, well, we only serve Pepsi. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't you care. Know, it's yeah, like, exactly. it's a di distribution decision. It's not like right. choice. Right. But somebody is drinking. There, there are, there are. I'm going to say millions of people drinking Pepsi, right? Like people, there are people somewhere. We're going to hear from them. We've yet to. Dave keeps asking. <laughs> really? He keeps More asking of these Pepsi drinkers. Pepsi drinkers. Now that I'm on the Discord, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, let's get into let's get into the recipe itself. John, I think now is time for you to give us your full replay of your experience plating plating this sausage roll. Okay, well, aside from like blowing the recipe on like multiple levels in terms of leaving the pit puff pastry out for 12 hours on the on the counter and using 2 pounds of tomato puree, actually it was more like a pound and a half of tomato puree. Wait, you didn't, just to be clear, did you not catch, you actually put a pound and a half of tomato puree into your recipe? I literally like thought it was two pounds. Because the three packets of breakfast sausage is so much meat that it just seemed reasonable. This is insane. And it actually turned out all right. Like, I, one of my comments on this whole thing was that I could use more, like, I would have liked to incorporate, like, a, like peas or spinach or kale, or like, something to, like, give it some, like, non-meatness. And so actually adding in an absurd amount of tomato puree, like inadvertently, maybe it was like some psychological subconscious thing. It kind of cut the meat element a little bit of it. I also just, it just made a lot. Like I have like two big things now, but it turned out all right. It wasn't soupy. Like it was, it was, it didn't seem like I totally fucked up the recipe. And you have it, do you have it right there with you? Yeah. Can we get this a little is one. This is my, the, this is the one that I, I, I ate out of. See, it looks all right. Ooh. And then I have another one that I, I have another one that I froze it looks in the like freezer. Corn, it, looks it looks like, like corned beef from this. Yeah, it's, it's very red. It's very it's red. very red. Um, and I have another one that I made in the shape of a heart. No, you it's did really not. Pretty. Let's see. Well, I I feel scared. <laughs> it's so red. It's I don't so know if I'd want to eat that at all. It's so red. Wait, the difference between two tablespoons and two pounds has to be. Oh, look at that, John! But look, it literally is a bleeding heart inside. Of bleeding it's my bloody Valentine. <laughs> see, it's super cute. You can see the blood coming out. <laughs> I always want to put like Hello Kitty, like. What is it? Okay, but I can't imagine it didn't have any effect. Like, what is the texture of the sausage filling in your? Well, this one. Okay, this one's room temperature. Yeah, and it's like it's like meatloaf. It's like what is like meatloaf? Yeah, it's just really red. It's just really red. 
this is I've actually like never seen Dave disturb. <laughs> you have to watch the we have to watch my like video diary from yesterday from me cooking it. I was like I was on the verge of tears. <laughs> Dave is so disturbed by this fucking thing. Oh my god! What, like, can, you know, it, it, it's like, like literally you made uh, something for like Halloween or Valentine's Day. <laughs> instead of the recipe, could be in, in, if you don't have red food dye, use one and a half pounds of tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, can you? Can you? Okay, John, can you estimate for me what one and a half pounds of tomato puree is in volume? I have the can. You want to see it? Like I just dropped the whole can in the thing. So it's like a the- full. It's like large can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's like 60x <laughs> what it yeah. asked for, basically. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. So, it's I like mean, orders of magnitude more. <laughs> Michael Freestone, in your defense, your recipe is so foolproof that Sean DeBerry could misestimate the, one of the ingredients by 60x and it still turns out okay. It's a good sign. Uh, and the puff pastry wasn't affected negatively, though, John. Like it still was f- fluffy and it was crunchy fine. And yeah, I think okay. I had to, I had to freeze it in order to be able to like peel it apart and get it flat. But it worked. It worked great. It was really easy to work. With. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dave, talk us through your your experience or what you recall of it. Again, uh, I had no idea what I was making. I was following the instructions, um, and I only read the instructions like once. And I did a double take when I saw the tomato paste, and I was like, "What?" The tomato puree, two tablespoons. I was like, that's weird. We put some time in. Did, there was time, right? Well, there was a little time, yeah. Uh, and I do recommend uh, using time shake. So if you smoke a lot of marijuana and you freeze your marijuana, um, there's a lot of shake that comes out in your bag. Oh. That's the best way to store time, I think. This is actually the, the best tip ever because picking time is so annoying and dave and if you just shake it. it frozen the leaves fall off the tiny 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 miniature branch so you don't have to worry about that anyway really use some time shake um what else was in there hot sauce there was hot sauce oh the one thing that i have to ask like that that's uh, that's an awful lot was like two teaspoons of chili flake correct yeah i thought that was a misprint and then also because like michael free Freemason? Michael Freestone. <laughs> no. Michael Freestone is from Yorkshire. And I was just like, that's that not that's this must be a misprint, you know? Yeah. Th- they just can't eat spicy food. Right. The, but you wouldn't even they can't enjoy than that, sun, they can't enjoy sunlight and they can't eat spicy food. <laughs> But that's from his. That's from his time. That's 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 been added since he moved to the states. I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't two realize teaspoons. that's been added to the. Since that's the DC. I assume. I assume that he has added that. I. I don't. I don't imagine that when they taught this to him as a young boy at Hogwarts that they were putting in two teaspoons of chili. <laughs> but flakes like, it doesn't in have there. to be chili flakes. You could use harissa, ch- momo chili crunch, whatever. It's like I, I think like having some heat w- was important, and I didn't realize that. And um, there was one egg yolk, I believe. And then I, and oh, and the, the one thing that was, I'm just going to just gripe now that I'm remembering my trauma making this is the grated onion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to like, I just chopped it. Yeah. Not even like it's completely unnecessary. That's the one thing that was just like unacceptable. So if this was a democratic Republic of DC, I would forbid anybody from grating an onion. This is just not. 
I don't even, I, it made me mad. I was like, why would they do that? <laughs> First of all, it's dangerous. Do you hate people? Michael Freestone. Do I can see if people? it was raw, you could create it, and it's kind of like a daikon situation. But like, if you're cooking it for forty minutes in an oven, yeah. I think you, you, know. you know. Do you not? Do you want people to be like scar their fingers and knuckles if they're going to grate it? I, I think it's I a dangerous think proposition. It, I can imagine grating it though. Also, just makes this this mixture because Chang, you actually you added an egg to your mixture, which I don't think you were supposed to, but it was so. Oh, there wet. was no egg. I, I followed. Egg the, was just for the wash, I think. Oh, and that's see, what, that's and how little <laughs> I read the recipe. At a certain uh, point, Dave checks on his he checks on his sausage plat. It's like leaking something, and he asks. He turns to me and he goes, "Did I put cheese in this?" Cheese would be good. Cheese would be good. Again, I, I just chopped the onion. I, I was I was really angered by the fact that grated onion. But grated onion would have made it too wet too. I think the grating an onion would have is a mistake for sure and always. But also grating it, you break down the cell structure and it becomes yeah. watery and bitter. It's just like grated onion is no no bueno. So yeah. Um, and that was it. Black pepper and no salt. I don't think I added salt. No because salt. Of the salsa. Yeah. Yeah. That that. So I'll, I will tell you like uh, the 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 good thing. I don't think I did this. Maybe I did. But I would recommend people microwaving. Or frying off a patty. Um, anytime you make a meat mixture, so you just check in the seasoning. Unless you want to get trichinosis. So, um, and eat it raw, which I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, checking the seasoning on this. Although, you know, like I was, I was, I'm with you on that. Although I, I kind of understand the no salt. I was surprised by how much seasoning, including that chili flakes goes in. Like breakfast sausage is already pretty salty and seasoned, but... So yeah, I mixed it, I made it, uh, and then um, the puff pastry came out, and I and I felt like I was trying to make a babka, and I couldn't remember which way to to braid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, nobody would ever let me um, braid someone's ponytail because I'd create a Gordian knot, and nobody would ever get <laughs> that out. So <laughs> again, I'm not capable of doing that. So I, I I didn't. I still don't know. I've been thinking about. You bring it over and then you overlap it, right? It's like one on top of the other. I, I got, the, I think I did a pretty good job up until that point. And uh, I thought I had the brilliant move of, because I think the recipe said the flour cutting board. I didn't do mm-hmm. that. I left it on the plastic that the puff pastry is on. And I sheeted it out with a, a water bottle. A water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it checked out pretty well. And I was like, because like what I didn't want to do, I hate, I hate, I hate flowering my cutting board at home because it's just like gets it's just messy right yeah. i made like a koft it looked like a kofte kebab right down the center looked pretty good and then i was doing the pleats on it i was like oh shit like i'm surprised <laughs> i was he really was surprised and then i did yeah. it and then i put like i don't even remember how i put an egg wash basket thing on and then where i tragic miscalculation right up there with the french building the maginot line uh without <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tragic, right tragic miscalculation. Right <laughs> really bad miscalculation on my uh, end. Decision with unbelievable ramifications <laughs> through the world. <laughs> it was really, really poor choice of decision making by me. Now I understood why Michael Freestone suggested to powder your board with flour. <laughs> 
<laughs> crucial, crucial error flaw. Uh, right up there with the, uh, you know, the, the 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 Boeing jet with the the, the computer system failure. It was just oh such God. a bad, 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 bad decision by me. Horrible yeah. oversight because I was unable to um, move the pleat. The, the puff pastry rolls with the nice pleats onto a baking tray. I could have done it, but it would have melted the plastic that it was on. And the only way for me to do it was to turn it into a horrible, misfigure, shapened uh, <laughs> sausage roll. It really became a sausage roll where I was trying to hide the pleats now. <laughs> Because yeah. they were now misshapen and disformed and disfigured. Um, and it looked like Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky, his face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the trans it all fell apart during the transfer, man. Yeah. The transfer was bad. I just did it right on the on the baking sheet. I didn't do anything like that. I was dumb. And I, I yeah. thought I was gonna come up with a winner and I was gonna prove all the naysayers wrong, but they were right. I suck. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, I guess the move is, I mean, so you you just folded yours on the baking sheet. I mean, I think the other move is just like do it on parchment and then slide it onto there because like right. my problem, which I also filmed was like, I saw Dave do this. I saw the transfer issue. <laughs> and then like the one thing I had in my head was like, oh, I'm at an advantage. Like I am not going to make the same mistake as Dave. And I start folding mine. I Mine's beautiful. And then I looked down and I was like, I made literally the exact same thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck was I doing? I sat here and said, the only thing I have to do is do this differently, and I fucked it up. Uh, but mine was like a little bit firmer. I got the transfer okay. But uh, I mean, Dave, just to, to wrap up your your story though, you baked it. It came out. It browned nicely. Well, what did what you I think did overall? Understand was all the white. Uh, white stuff. It was spewing it out of it. Legitimately looked like I had mozzarella cheese was melting yeah, out. Because of like, it. you yeah. make the farce, when you make the farce, it is you know brownish and red. Uh, there's no white. <laughs> there was just like no way I would ever guess white was going to be the color that was going to like drizzle out of the cookie. <laughs> but like just like 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 pure virgin white snow like color. <laughs> It's fucking weird. <laughs> That's not right? your virgin white snow. So like cutting white. a poppy. It was identifiable as white. It was so white. I was like, whoa. That is really weird. And that's what I asked Chris. I was like, did I put cheese in this? <laughs> and I was on the other side of the room and I was like, what's happening over there? Because I was so Christ. perplexed. I was like, it was looking really good. I mean, yeah. it was browning up, but I couldn't understand why it was leaking white stuff yeah and i i i finished the cooking process and i cut it and i tasted it and i was like michael freestone this is one hell of a recipe it's pretty it's a hell of a recipe michael freestone <laughs> it was pretty like i don't know what john thought i felt i felt like it was very delicious i messed around a little bit on mine because i had seen dave do his and i wanted to try some other stuff out so i like we had cream cheese in the fridge from like the recipe we were going to make and then elected this one so i threw like a layer of cream cheese in why there would you do, why would you do that I don't know, man. Didn't make it worse. Didn't make it better. Well, why would <laughs> you? You there. added the cream cheese to the farce. No, I did it as its own like layer inside of the inside of the roll. Whoa. So it like sat as its own little cream cheese layer. Look at this. We got little Pierre and me right here. <laughs> 
little pyramid. It was just little salt with his little salt box. A little ins- it was insult. That's like the most brutal. Look at this. We got little pyramid over here. <laughs> Literally, this is just like being in the in the in the kitchen again. Um, I thought it was. It's not a great engineering feat to to figure out the pleats. I think nothing compared to to John's heart shaped one, which I'm amazed by. But like, it's kind of cool. It felt cool to like be able to make something that looks like something, something. <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to just like everything else I make, which is just like a stew. Can I just, <laughs> just ask like why are the pleats necessary? Uh, so I was going to ask you. I I wonder if it's just aesthetic, or for me, I wonder if like the openings allow yeah, it to vent. It vents. That's what I thought. Yeah. So the steam can get out. Yeah. Did you feel like that was so it dries out because you need that for the two pounds of tuna puree. So all of that moisture. <laughs> you gotta let that evaporate out. somewhere. <laughs> you think it's unnecessary, Chang? Well, I don't un- I don't under I don't understand the properties of condensation and water and gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think about it this way. Where else how else was all that cheese gonna get out if your <laughs> your sausage roll you didn't have holes in it? I think it's gonna happen. I think it's there's there's two openings on either side. I think it's gonna right. work and like yeah. Cheese finds a way. I think it's going to find a way. Cheese finds a way. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's... <laughs> That's funny, Chris. It's like Bruce Lee, like, be water. Water will find its way, you know? <laughs> be water. Um, <laughs> all right, I thought so it was delicious. I think you don't need... My recommendation to everybody is don't listen to Chris and add cream cheese. That's disrespectful to Michael Freestone's recipe. <laughs> Yeah, that's the what first you, thing that's happened on this what podcast. You should that's been do disrespectful to Michael is, Freestone. Is don't make the pleats and just roll it. No, nah, the pleats are fun. Pleats for fun. What? Okay, I thought it was delicious. Dave, I know, thought it was delicious. I was John, shocked. I was legitimately like, this is a crazy-ass fucking recipe. <laughs> it was like, I was like, <laughs> everything worked. It was really balanced. I think I added a little sugar. I can't remember. I like the lemon. That was a good touch. I thought yeah, it was going to be The balanced, lemon, too, right? Everything yeah, the was balanced. Was good. Yeah. The heat. Everything was balanced. I was shocked. Uh, it, it shook me. The recipe shook me. I did not understand what happened. At he, was, all. he could not. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to, he wanted to hate it, but he was loving this thing. John though, came in squeamish, made a blood red <laughs> loaf, added a lot of tomato. Yeah. What'd you think overall? I thought like the conceptual idea was cute. Like I probably, if I was going to do this again, I would probably go the vegetarian route just cause like, it's just, this is more meat than I'll probably eat in an entire year. <laughs> how how would you make this veg? Was there a vegetarian option? Yeah, just get like just get like like a Beyond or Impossible or you know some Trader Joe's soy chorizo or whatever. This sorry, really quick. This was one other thing. So you were faithful to the recipe. You made a double. You made two, made two. loaves. Dave and I both halved it, and we used I one. Like to I would follow the recipe except when I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I like to really follow what I think the is the recipe and then not be able to read it. Yeah, I would say even, but like, even if you have this, even if you make the full size version, I bet you had so much leftover meat mixture. So right? Like three is way too much for for two sausage rolls. You need two at the most. Yeah. But did you overall like happy? Unhappy? Were you were you were you shook as Dave was? I was a, I was shook, but for different reasons. <laughs> I'm glad there's like video of it because it, it was a journey. 
All right, so we will that there that's that's the deal. So what we're we're hoping for this season is that people will cook along with us and we will leave who wins and loses this season to you. Whoever gets the most people cooking along with their recipe, however many people want to cook this sausage roll that shook Dave Chang, which which I loved, which John DeBerry turned into a bloody Valentine. You elect whether or not you're gonna make it. You tell us if this is, should be the season's winner. Uh, we'll post the whole thing on Discord and in our newsletter. Discord, where you'll now find John DeBerry. I just, I just hanging joined. out. He's on there. He's in there already stirring up trouble. <laughs> it's me and um, Noel. And let us <laughs> and, 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 and I identify a Pepsi drinker in your life and out them. And, I, and dox them. Please. And dox them. And dox any Pepsi drinkers. Dox, everybody docks at least one Pepsi drinker. Just let us know where they live and who they are. <laughs> oh, God. This is your homework. Uh, next week we're back with Priya Krishna for her first episode of the season she's going to be making a very special and uh, large format rice pilaf dish Dave I'm hereby telling you for the seventh time you have to make this pilaf just so you remember now well I might do it my own way (laughs) Uh, coming up next we have uh, more recipes with Cake Mix and Brian Ford and Meatloaf with Rachel Kong. Those are already locked into our schedule, so the recipe submissions are closed on those two. But John, you're coming back next month. You've got five ingredients left that you chose from your draft. We've yeah, got some really next? good submissions for, for these. We've got Ritz crackers, frozen french fries, apples, edible spirits, or rum, bourbon, whatever you want to call it, and broccoli. You want to pick one now? You want to tell us what you want to do next and and Make a, I need a to do for submissions. the opposite of this, so I'm going to do broccoli. All right. So next time John's on, we're going to do broccoli. Remind remind the people what kind of submissions you're hoping for uh, in terms of broccoli recipes. I mean, I love broccoli. It's one of my favorite vegetables, favorite foods. I eat frozen broccoli like every other day. I don't know. I could either do like a like a transformational broccoli thing where it's like you know broccoli barbecue wings or something like that. It's like kind of cute or like what. Or like someone giving like the essence of broccoli. Like what is like, you know, do you want to use it use the ingredient to transform into something that's like beyond itself? Or are you looking to like having a recipe that like speaks to the true nature of the ingredient? Hmm. So California cuisine. Right. I, I want broccoli on a plate. <laughs> Cheng, you got any thoughts on broccoli? What do you what, make a plea to the to the listeners for types of broccoli recipes i'm gonna guess 20 seconds or less recipes broccoli cheddar soup you want a broccoli cheddar soup i bet we'll get one in a a bread bowl (laughs) okay i bet we're gonna get one of those (laughs) in a plate was started with (laughs) poolish this guy no please don't do that just 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 make a broccoli salad and, and and i'll be thankful i will religiously follow this recipe <laughs> and whoever makes a nice simple broccoli recipe i will do something really nice for you wow. <laughs> you'll literally pay you like off. A threat. <laughs> <laughs> i will yeah just just make a very simple broccoli recipe that everyone will enjoy not because of the taste they will enjoy it because it's easy to make does broccoli rob count <laughs> I don't think broccoli rob counts. I think it's got to be broccoli broccoli. Also, broccoli rob is a terrible, terrible, terrible vegetable. <laughs> All right. We'll, like save this for the, we'll save this debate for John's next appearance in the clubhouse. Hold on. When do you guys think broccoli rob? When do you eat it other than with orichetta and sausage and pasta? When? 
when do you eat broccoli rob be like ooh sometimes when they rob. make that exact like same combination rob. on a pizza <laughs> but you've never John Bear, you don't eat broccoli rob on its own I can't say I have no no See? broccoli rob crudite yeah. in, my, in my background no <laughs> alright no broccoli rob just vanilla broccoli plain old vanilla broccoli rate this podcast and give it five stars send your recipes into the fixer at majordomomedia.com let's start compiling a list of Pepsi uh, drinkers <laughs> Yes. A Google Doc. The, the hunt yeah. continues for the world's Pepsi drinkers. They exist. Clearly, they exist. Oh my God, fucking box molder over here. Yeah.